Did end up selling one property off market. Exposure and reputation. Drum up the interest. The stress of the whole process. Who knows? That's always the question, isn't it? Hello, and today on Real Talk, we're chatting about off-market sales and what potential sellers need to know when they choose not to list their property online. Because when it comes to selling property, there are quite a few costs involved, from getting work done on the property to prepare it for sale, styling, photography, marketing fees, agent fees, conveyancing, mortgage discharge fees. And while you might think that you are saving some dollars by selling off-market and eliminating those costs... Realestate.com.au data shows that sellers could be leaving as much as $60,000 on the table by choosing not to publicly list their property. Here's what people had to say. I'd rather pay for the market expenses and have much more exposure. Having a real estate agent's actually been really important to me. We bought off market and it was very easy. Found an ad and bought the house, did our own conveyancing and just a matter of filling out forms. I wouldn't really want to do it myself, not knowing how to present the house to get the most value for it. They've got the expertise, they've got the knowledge. I would use an agent now. Joining me to discuss it is senior economist from PropTrack, Paul Ryan, who has authored the 2023 Off-Market Sales Report, and Matthew Everingham from Richard Matthews. With 24 years of experience selling houses and dealing with thousands of vendors, all hoping for the best result possible from the sale of their property. Thank you both for joining me. This is a pretty hot topic at the moment for us. Matthew, are you able to give us a top-line definition of what it means to sell your house off-market and why a seller might choose to go down that path? Yeah, definitely. It's um, something that's becoming more and more talked about out there in the lounge room and certainly in real estate offices around the country, I'm sure. But effectively, selling a property without marketing. So going out there, not promoting it on real estate. I suppose the benefit to the client in their mind is we're saving cost and sometimes maybe the headache of a sale, but certainly leaving money on the table is is a real risk. Yeah. And look, while it might seem that you are saving some dollars, the 2023 PropTrack off-market sales performance report found that on average, houses sold off-market actually achieved a sale price 4.3% lower than those listed on realestate.com.au. And units actually also saw a discount with off-market sales. They delivered an average of 1.2% less. Paul, what is that in terms of money? How much are people losing on average? The research shows that it can have a significant effect on on outcomes for sellers. For houses across the country, and that 4.3% discount equates to around $26,000 less for sellers that sell off market. And for units, it's a few thousand dollars, $3,000 on average. Of course, there can be a big divergence of outcomes, but it shows that that on average, while there are some benefits and there's lots of reasons that people sell their house or their home in, in different ways, quantifying the costs of going off market, I think is important for people to make those decisions. How did we come up with that $26,000 number? Basically, what we do is we take all the sales that have happened across the country. We try and account for each sale as, as kind of a building block of what makes up that sale. So it's a house in a certain suburb. It's got a certain number of bedrooms. It's built, you know, relatively recently. And then we compare, you know, two properties that are relatively similar, but one was sold on realestate.com.au and one wasn't. And you look at the difference average across the country between those two types of sales. And that's what gives us these results. It's no small amount of money. Matt, do you think that off-market sellers are aware of this? I think the presumption is that agents come in and say, look, I've got to buy. You don't need to go and market your property and we're going to save you 
you know, the marketing costs, which depending on what you're doing could be significant. You could be anywhere from five to $10,000 from a marketing perspective across realestate.com and photography and all the other things that go with it. But I think when they sit down and listen to an agent explain it, that if you invest a little bit, 60,000 is a round number, but I think it could be certainly much more significant than that, particularly if you're going to auction. Part of my job, uh, Richard Matthews, is obviously auctioning. And week in, week out, I see it, you know, you can't substitute that. Nothing off market will allow you to do that. And I think that once they're understanding of that, maybe an off-market beginning to a campaign is becoming more common in our marketplace, but in the full view that we're going to market. Paul, what else is the data saying about off-market sales? Do we actually have an indication of the number of homes that are selling off-market? So it can be really difficult to track all the off-market sales um, across the country. And because there's a wide divergence of, of how people sell homes, so you think about, you know, some are, uh, you know, not arm's length transactions between family members, and we try and exclude those from from this analysis. Broadly, um, we've seen a bit of a decrease in off-market sales uh, last year throughout um, 2022 when the market slowed down. So it may point to in strong market conditions, sellers are uh, you know willing to be persuaded by agents that they've got you know buyers lining up around the block. But as I think we've seen, as as the market got a bit slower last year, uh, sellers are less likely to take that chance. We spoke to one man who had some really interesting things to say about going off market. If you're not opening your property up to as many buyers as possible by having it advertised, you're limiting who knows it's for sale. I said it's an investment. I suppose it's the same like if the agent says to repaint your house, it'll cost you five grand, but you get an extra 20. It's an investment you put in to get the biggest sale price out. So I think that that's a no brainer. So that kind of really backs up what we've been saying before is that the investment that you put into listing your property has a potential to come back to you so much more. Is this level of off-market sales, and although it is hard to gauge kind of how many off-market sales there are, is it at a new high in Australia or has there always been this kind of talk and action in the off-market market? I've done this for a long time and I've only really seen this happening in more recent years, certainly in the past two or three years, it's become something that's far more commonly talked about. I think as costs to market the property have gone up, you've got things like styling on top of that presentation. So five to 10,000 might be a marketing cost, but we could go out there and say you need to style it and do a bit of work. You could be up around $20,000 to prepare a home for sale, market it before you even get out there. I think as those costs have risen, a lot of consumers are saying, well, it's a risk if we're going to spend that, if we are not guaranteed the return. May I say, I mean, it's very much depending on market, like was talked about before. If the market is super hot, agents are going out, they're saying, look, we've got to buy, we've got to buy, that'll buy it quickly. And I think that that's a disservice to owners. And I think that that's very agent driven. You know, a good agent really wants to expose it to the market. $60,000 is a huge amount of money. If they know what they're doing and they're confident, I think the consumer or the homeowner will have a, a better chance at going to market. I think another appealing thing for vendors who are a bit uncertain is I think agents will say something like, hey, look, let's um, not do a full campaign. You know, we're going to style the property, do a full week. We're going to um, book an auction at the end of it. Let's just get some of my buyers through and see what they think in terms of, you know, will they make an offer? And it can be as simple as that. There doesn't have to be this big jump from not selling your house to a huge campaign and styling and an online listing. But what I think that may be appealing to some sellers, and it always will be, we've always kind of had off-market sales, is I think the data on what that's costing you on the other side. 
and I think you're right with that. A lot of owners are saying, look, give us some feedback. Let us know exactly what's going to happen in the marketplace. I think if they start it that way, that's a different story for somebody who's totally off market. You said off market sales have kind of not exploded, but they have increased in the last two to three years. Do you think that the low stock is fueling off market sales? Do they typically turn to an off market when it is a hot market or a soft market? I think off market, if it's going to work, the market needs to be hot. And let's be real about it. The only properties generally you're going to get off market, I think, are properties that are probably ambitiously priced. So, uh, you know, an owner wants far too much and, and they think, well, if we go out there and we get that, there's no risk of us going to market here. We don't worry about it. I think the buyers have also figured that out. Now, when the market is running hot and they've missed out at auctions week after week after week, it is disappointing. They want to come in there and offer over the odds and try and buy something because they know if it goes out there in a hot market, it's going to be really, really tricky to try and get a property. Um, so it's very market dependent. It's without question. That's where an agent comes in. Is there your, <laughs> they have your local market experience to yeah. tell you the best way to get the best outcome for the seller. And they a also- good one. A good, a good one, but also they know what, what goals the seller has. Some yep. sellers don't necessarily want the, the maximum possible price. They may want a private sale. They may not want to style the house, and so on and so forth. Or if they've got some urgency around it. We see a bit of that. And, it, and it's hard to sort of say to an owner, well, I can get you you know, X amount more, but you can never guarantee it. So some of them are like, we, we understand the risk, but we're prepared to sell. But it's very market dependent. Matt, why do you think then that listings on realestate.com.au tend to have more success? Competition. The FOMO kicks in. You know, we're going to miss out. Other people are seeing it. And the reason that agents have things like open houses and they limit the timeframes that people are in there is really so that they can get as many people in a property as uh, at, at one time and it creates that atmosphere. And the reason that auction works very simply is competition. It won't work if you have nobody bidding. Um, so, yeah, I, I think investing into a really solid online campaign uh, is critical. Um, I think paired with the right agent and the right strategy behind it, 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 it's there's no other option, I don't think. It was interesting. We actually spoke to a Melbourne-based agent who works down in the Brighton area, and she mentioned that around kind of 80 to 90% of sellers who start an off-market campaign, they end up going to market anyway to achieve a better result. Matt, how many off-market sales are you seeing right now at the moment? I think we're probably across our group, maybe about 10% across our offices are selling off-market. Sometimes that's driven by the client wanting something done fairly quickly, or it may be that we've sold a property next door or across the road and we've just had a, a phenomenal result where we've tested the market and it's off the back of that sale. That's fairly common. Not a lot coldly though. It's very rare that I would sell a property for somebody without it being tested very close by to know that we've got the most. Because how do you know what a property's worth? And I did an article recently on this with REA and we talked about the risk of not going to market. And we had a property that sold at set a record in Homebush, which is in the inner west of Sydney. We had expectations of five and a half to six million for that home. The owner said, look, at six million, I'm more than happy to sell it. I said to them, we need to go to auction. We don't know the interest you're going to get. They were getting a lot of pre-market or off-market offers, 5.3 to 5.5. So we were testing it and we went to market and it sold for 7,425,000. How do you feasibly know that that property is going to get that sort of money. Now, that's at the upper extreme, right? That's that's a result that you wouldn't see 
every day, I would never have predicted that sort of price. So how do you know that you're getting the right amount? If we had got that owner 6 million or 6.1, they would have gone away at the end of it and thought, that's fantastic. Now they spent over $10,000 marketing their property. It's a higher end property. They styled it. They did a few touch-ups, maybe a $15,000 outlay to get it ready to market. But you're talking $1,425,000 in return and setting a suburb record based on pure emotion. And the same buyers who were competing for it were the ones that were offering us $5.5 million pre-market. The exact same people. That's a really real-life scenario. Abbotsford Road, Homebush, 91 to 93. So that's a, a good one. And I see it week in, week out. I auctioned a property uh, on Saturday afternoon, property in Lugano in the south of Sydney, different area, different price point, red brick home. They had bought it for uh, $1.1 million a year ago. He said to me, if you can get me 1.2 um, pre-market, I'll sell it. That covers my costs and gets me out of it. He's moving overseas for work. And I said to him, look, we're not getting that sort of interest. We need to go to market and auction it. He spent around $6,000 marketing it. Okay. Um, no preparation work uh, involved, and that sold for one million two hundred and fifty-five at auction. That's a real-life scenario on two scales of price, but both testing the water. Um, nine people competed for that home, so the small investment that an owner is prepared to make, good advice from agents who should guide you the way, can end up in hundreds of thousands of dollars or over a million more. Those examples are crazy, especially the house in Homebush, I think. And what you said, that is the upper extreme of the market. Like we sure. don't, we're not going to see that. But if we scale it down a little bit and just round it out to a nominal number of say 100,000, let's just say somebody, oh, it's actually similar to the second example you gave. They got 100,000-ish more dollars. That's not a small amount of money to most people, pretty much all people, I'll say. But is money the only benefit to listing your property online or are there other things that sellers should be considering? I think in terms of um, listing it online, it's peace of mind. I mean, human nature is, did we get the right amount for it? Should it have got more? What if somebody would have paid more? I think it answers your question based on going to market and letting the, the, the fair market conditions. There is examples where an off-market sale for whatever reason, it could be a buyer that's highly emotive, that's just missed out on a neighboring property or a neighboring street that might pay over the odds. But the vast majority of, of on-market stuff with a, a good marketing budget will get better money. You can't dispute it. I think it's very agent-driven, the off-market phenomenon. I think it's very much agents going in to see a client and, and sitting there and saying, look, I've got a buyer that I could get into your home and they'll pitch it this way. And the owner will be thinking, wow, that's awesome. We haven't spent any money. There's no inconvenience. I don't have to style my property. You know, I've got three kids. I don't have to clean it each week. But when I break it down and say to an owner, I've got that buyer for sure. But the only way to get the absolute best result out of that buyer is to get competition. Very hard to argue that, even if it means four weeks worth of preparing a property. Every property is entirely unique. Uh, so Correct. there's no one right price in this market. It, it all comes down to getting the most eyeballs on the property to see who's out there that might want to buy it. And that's what an online listing is, is designed to do. Spot on. I really love what you said there about emotion and you mentioned it might be somebody who missed out on a property in the same street. I actually know somebody who missed out on a property and they were really disappointed. But then a couple of months later, the house next door came on the market and they ended up getting that one at auction. And yep. you wouldn't have known about that if that was an off-market sale and an agent, you know, 
simply relying on the buyers that they knew they had. Paul, am I right to say that off-market sales perform differently in different regions, much like listed properties do? Yeah. So when we looked across the country, there was a big divergence in the cost of off-market to sellers. So I think the big headline number was that in Sydney, houses that sold off-market sold for more than $60,000 less on average. In Melbourne and Brisbane, it was around $30,000 less. But it shows you that it does it does differ. High price points seem to have the biggest divergence. Lower price points had smaller divergences. So properties that cost over a million dollars in Sydney tended to be those ones that had a big cost for off-market sales. But we did find a significant uh, cost across the country. We've talked today about the pros and cons of selling your property off market and I guess why it's unlikely to garner the same results as it would as if it were listed. Before we go, I do have a bit of a rapid fire question for you both. Paul, what are your predictions for off-market sales? Do you think that we'll be seeing more listed properties moving forward? I think um, this spring um, we've seen an, an influx of of property listings, um, which has kind of increased supply a bit. So I think there's been less of this um, strong buyer demand. I think sellers will be wanting to tap into that really strong buyer demand, given that there's more competition among other sellers this summer. And Matt, what is your key piece of advice for anybody thinking about selling their house off-market? Know the facts. And unless you really are incredibly confident of what your property has to be worth, and I don't think anybody can be, and I've done this for a long time, you hit the nail on the head before, no property's the same. And if you don't test the market, how do you know? How do you know that there's not somebody out there that really loves it for whatever reason? It may be a school, it may be family in the street, it could be, you know, whatever it may be. And I think partner with the right agent that gives you great advice and don't get caught into the spin that you might see out there from some agents that they've got this special buyer hiding in their top drawer. I promise you, they don't exist. Every agent has access to the same buyers. Partner with the right agent. I'm a big auction fan. I know it doesn't suit every market and every property, but I don't think in Sydney particularly, there's a better way to to know where your property sits. Invest a little bit of money and you'll see the return. Thank you both so much for joining me. I think the examples that you gave of just what is possible when you go to market and to auction, I think there's no denying that it is a much better option. So thank you both for joining me and I hope you've had fun. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me. This has been Real Talk. For your weekly fix, please follow wherever you listen to your podcasts and tune in next time for more real questions, news and insights on the topics that matter most from realestate.com.au, Australia's number one address in property. All information provided is general advice and opinion based on current market conditions. These opinions should not be treated as investment advice. Always obtain advice based on your individual circumstances. Real Talk acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, air and community. We pay our respects to elders past and present.